0: This is... Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. For today's episode, I'm joined by Andy Nelson. Andy, thank you for coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you
0: for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, you know, I have been trying to reach out to people here, like in the state, in the community to talk about some of the different kind of like anti-LGBTQ bills that are going on, not only here in Montana, but around the world or around the country, rather. And we're going to get to all that. but First, I want to talk a little bit about you and what you did here in the community You ran for state legislature here in Montana. Can you tell everyone a little bit about why you decided to run and what exactly you were hoping to bring change to here in the state of Montana?
1: Good question. This might take me a while. Yeah, I, um, so I've always been interested in local politics since I was a teenager. I remember coming home from school and watching the evening news with my dad and talking about it, um. My dad was also on the city council growing up, and I remember he would come home from his meetings, and I'd be very curious about what happened, what was going on with the town. Um, So I, I moved out here in 2011 and went to school for history and political science, and I knew when I finished school that I didn't want to just jump into politics. I was kind of turned off by it after spending basically five years learning all about how politics and government works. Um, But I knew I wanted to work for a nonprofit when I finished school. And I found myself working for the Western Montana LGBTQ plus community center where I am now. And so here I find myself working with the queer and trans community every day, um, which I love, but it can be challenging, especially now politically, I believe we're seeing a backlash. Um, you know, we were going on the uptick for so long when it comes to equality and mar- marriage equality in 2015, and um, achieving more equal rights generally across the board. Um, but with the last, uh, the last administration, um, the current political scene, I would say the last four or five years, we've seen a backlash and that's what made me really want to throw my hat in the ring and run for office because we need more representation um here in montana not just in the lgbtq community we need more representation across the board indigenous people of color all sorts of those things that are lacking so that was one reason why i was interested
0: and speaking to the community center itself you know you told me that before that you're an executive director there and to provide a different types of you know um services testing support groups can you just go in a little bit more of a detail about what exactly does the center do and why is it so important for the people in the community who kind of need access to these services
1: yeah so the center our full name is the western montana lgbtq community center um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit that's been here in missoula since 1999 We've had a few locations, I believe three over the years, Um, and currently and for the last 10 years we've been located in downtown Missoula right on Higgins. Uh, We're on the second floor of our building, so right next door to the Florence Hotel. Um, Anyway, so the center is an open and affirming place for people of all sexual orientations and gender identity expressions. Um, And we strive to be like a a meeting community-based organization for folks here in Western Montana. A big part of what we do is we offer peer-to-peer support groups um, for folks looking for community, needing help, needing resources, just trying to find folks with lived experiences, basically. Um, And that's how I personally stumbled upon this place. So I didn't come out until I was 22 my last year of school at UM. And I was out for drinks one night with my friend Jason at the Mo Club, and he was like, you should check out this this group that meets weekly at the center. And I was like, oh, what's the center? And so he told me where to go. And yeah, I started attending the gay and bi men's group that meets here weekly. And they do all sorts of things like discussion nights, like a hot topics night or a potluck night or go to movies, go on hikes. And we have many groups here at the center that are similar to that. We have a men's group, we have a women's group, we have TIN, which stands for Trans Intersex and Non-Binary, a group for allies, parents specifically, um, looking to support children. Um, We have an outdoors recreational group, 12-step programs like AA and NA, which I think are super important for us to have here um, because our community does disproportionately experience um, high rates of alcoholism and drug addiction. So yes, peer dis- peer support groups are one of our big things. The other uh, big proponent of the big part of what the center does is we put on events throughout the year. Uh, you may have heard of Missoula Pride this summer. That was our big venture. <laughs> um, cool. One of the biggest uh, things I've ever been involved in, and I'm so proud of how it turned out. It was such a great weekend here in Missoula. Lots and lots of planning and lots and lots of work, but um, folks here were stoked to bring Pride back to town. It had been seven years since we'd had one. Um, So yeah, that was um, our little thing. We also do other things like Queers and Beers at at Imagination, a weekly event. We have First Friday events here, um, all sorts of things throughout the year.
0: So, I, I can understand that, you know, when it comes to an event like Pride, for instance, that is, a, you know, an event for people to go out there and be seen, feel accepted, you know, which is essentially what anyone really wants in society as a whole, right? And it's something that has been restricted from that community for so long. And now we are seeing further restrictions happening around the country with some of these like anti-trans bills, for instance, when it comes to them, not, you know, people in certain state legislatures trying to restrict them from being able to play the certain sports that they want to play and telling them that they can't use their preferred pronouns when they're in schools, you know, just as a person who is a part of the community and also has to work with others who are trans how is this impacting people? And what do you think are the long-term like damaging effects of these laws that we're seeing around the country?
1: Yeah, it's harmful for sure in so many different aspects. You know, it it, it basically comes down to, you know, like if somebody doesn't accept you as a human being, It's going to dramatically affect your life. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel anxiety. You might find coping mechanisms like alcohol or (laughs) drug addictions. You know, that's why many, that's just some of the reasons why um, the queer community suffers from higher rates of these things. It's because society in general pushes us down, like many marginalized groups, right? And that's a big reason why we're here is to offer that kind of support and resources. And yeah, it's so disheartening to see what's going on at the, you know, all over the country and specifically red States, what the kind of legislation that's being proposed from the don't say gay bills to the anti-transports bills um, to now just yesterday, um, a judge ruled to, um, it has to do with PrEP and how that, uh, have you heard of PrEP? It's a, yeah. it's a pre-exposure prophylaxis. It's a HIV preventative medication. But some judge down in Texas ruled that it's an infringement on religious freedom or something like that to offer free PrEP medication to folks. Anyway, just, just crazy, bizarre things that
0: are, you know, they're coming after us again, so. I couldn't imagine what it's like right now. I mean, just like truthfully speaking, and I know that, you know, just being a person of color, you know, it, we have our own struggles here in the country, but it, it just, it feels very unique to what's, what's going on, you know, like with the LGBT, uh, plus, LGBTQ plus community. And I've also just seen just very strange attacks that don't make any sense to me. Like, you know, over the summer, as like drag queens were being attacked all over the place you know people were coming after them for drag lunches drag brunches uh saying that they didn't want drag queens coming to school so on and so forth what did what did you make of all of that uh, was that just like hysteria or, or what, what do you think is going on with the uh, with the right kind of coming after drag queens in that nature
1: yeah they found their wedge issue that's what i have to say um you know, two three years ago, drag queen story hours weren't being attacked at the like rate that they, at least, were this summer. And they've been around for a long time. It's not necessarily a new thing. I would say maybe they've gained a little more popularity, but it's it's a new it's a new way for them to come after um, the community specifically because children attend these things, right? So they're using new buzzwords like grooming. Um, I've never heard somebody use the word grooming up until a couple of years ago. That's just part of their lexicon now to call us pedophiles. Um, I have heard the word pedophiles and gay men in the same sentence before. And that's a huge stereotype that the far right likes to throw at us, which is not the case. (laughs) Um, But yes, they come after these drag queen story hours, for example, in Billings. Um, there was an event that happened at the zoo this summer and lots of protesters showed up. It was all over the media. Matt Rosendale had a hissy fit (laughs) and, um, yeah, the event went on as planned. The kids enjoyed it. The drag Queens enjoyed dressing up and putting on a show. And what happened was some drag Queens read a story to some kids and they enjoyed the afternoon.
0: That's what it was. It's unbelievable to me right now that we are seeing this kind of like weaponization of anyone who essentially is different and they're using it as a way to kind of like demonize an entire community of people, of people that, you know, are already struggling, you know, like as it is in this society, just trying to be accepted for who they are. But that's unfortunately where we're at right now with this current, with this current just place in society where a certain political class is trying to take an entire community and use them as, as you basically, as Put it as like a wedge issue in order to beef up their their what their numbers for the certain like pundits who are talking about this, you know, get more donations to these politicians who are talking about this. You know you someone who is running to be in the state legislature, like, what does it feel like, I guess, like when you're out just talking to people? is this actually an issue that anyone has ever brought up to you or like brought or like talked to you about specifically when you were out talking to people like here in the state?
1: No. not not a single time did somebody at the doors and I knocked a lot of doors, bring up how pissed off they are that drag queen story hours exist (laughs) or how pissed off that trans people play sports or that trans people exist. Not once, not once was any of those things, anything LGBTQ plus related, their big concern. What their big concerns were, were housing um their concerns were child care their concerns were health care um the aging population be- being able to stay in their own homes that they've lived in for years property taxes um climate change so yeah i could go on and on so many more things that they were concerned about but um LGBTQ issues were not (laughs) I mean people many people were concerned you know if I'd knock on their door and at some point they'd figure out that I was a gay man many people would be like you know I'm sorry to hear that this is happening you know I see this in the news they're more concerned about that's crazy why are we even talking about this it's 2021 kind of more like that (laughs) right but yeah they weren't uh, you know up on their high horse over the fact that, you know, trans women are playing on the women's team or things like that.
0: Right. So we're going to, I appreciate you, you kind of like you saying that because I I think more people need to understand like what the reality is on the ground here. I know that a lot of times when we're talking about things that we're seeing online, it it feels like maybe the whole country is kind of like warped into one sense. So it's good to have certain, I guess more like clarity about some of the things that people are specifically experiencing here when they are out in the community interacting with people we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to have more with andy nelson please stay tuned
2: hey Indie thought listeners has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side well then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode bathing beauty's beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown missoula whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project. They have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial social and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere dreamy tunes and the best customer service in the west and you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com
0: welcome back from the break everyone thank you for sticking with us through this episode of independent thought So before we went on the break, we were talking about the different ways that we're seeing the uh, LGBTQ plus community just being attacked throughout the country right now. We talked about, you know, anti-trans bills, we're talking about, you know, the drag queen brunches being attacked, drag queen story hour being attacked, so on, and so forth. The thing I, I wanted to ask you about now is I'm seeing not only that, but I'm seeing, you know, things like the don't say gay bill coming out in Florida You know, people using this like anti-woke legislation, which woke basically just means anything that's not straight and white at this point. You know, this is their new umbrella term that they have. We are seeing these things happening all over the country. We talked about a little bit about how this is having a profound impact on people across the country, but specifically kind of like tying back into the work that you do at that center, when we're talking about like young people in particular, like how how are they like handling all of this 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 current like version of society where their existence is essentially being demonized like how is this impacting people can you speak to that and like how this is taking a toll on those who are having to live through this every day
1: yeah what i have to say to that is we're living through such an interesting time because for the longest time we were achieving equality in more ways than ever. You know, in 2015, gay marriage was passed and so many elders in our community didn't think we would ever see the day that that a man could marry a man in their lifetime, you know? But it passed and certain other things passed through the Supreme Court. Like now you can't um, discriminate against somebody in the workplace because of their LGBTQ plus status, things like that. Um, So many of the kids now have grown up in that newer world. Um, And also along with that is I give media a certain amount of credit for advancing society to be more open with the LGBTQ community. For example, when I was young, growing up in Eastern Montana, the only representation as far as gay men goes that I saw on, on television was Will and Jack on Will and Grace. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That, that, those were my role models, I guess. And Ellen, I guess, when she started her talk show. But now you can turn your Netflix on and see non-binary people and see trans people and see queer people on almost every show, which is pretty amazing. So organizations like GLAD have worked for years to make sure that this type of representation is in all sorts of media, from movies to television um, to reporting news stories, all sorts of things like that. Um, anyway, so young folks now, like Gen Z, have grown up in a time where representation and visibility was more pre- predominant so they've been able to see folks like them and they're more not everybody but overall kind of more comfortable with like the coming out process and being their true authentic selves so um for example a statistic i heard recently generation z 25% of generation zers are lgbtq for the longest time like national facts would say somewhere between three and less than 10% of Americans are LGBTQ. I think it's much higher than that. Much, much higher than that. It's just people are out. Studies like that are really hard to track. They haven't collected data like that (laughs) very efficiently. Um, But yeah, 25% of Gen Z are queer. Um, 25% of that number uses alternative pronouns like they, them, theirs. So on one side of the coin younger people can live more comfortably in certain aspects of society. Right. But on the other side, like I mentioned earlier, politically we're seeing this backlash from the far right where they're trying to chip or chip away our rights that we've fought so hard to achieve. Um, you know, starting with Roe versus Wade being overturned, you know, like I said, some of my elder gay friends never thought they'd see gay marriage. They also never thought Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Yeah. So it's a little scary. Um, right now there's folks in the Senate trying to get a respect for marriage bill passed, and I'm very optimistic that it's going to pass. I hope <laughs> my fingers are crossed, but that requires 60 senators in the Senate to do so to codify yeah. marriage across the board, straight marriage, gay marriage. Um, so that means 10 Republicans have to sign on to this bill. I hope it passes. I think it's going to happen next week. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we're living through an interesting time where, you know, we're seeing a backlash on the, far right trying to come after us take away our rights Uh, the big issues currently are trans folks playing sports obviously Um, the don't say gay bills which started in Florida earlier this year and now other states are taking up I guarantee you we're going to see a don't say gay bill here in Montana pretty sure it's already being drafted and just ready to come up any day (laughs) so yeah I just really encourage people to pay attention and be aware of what's happening because if we don't,
0: things like Roe v. Wade being overturned can become reality. So I have a two part question here for you as our our final question. And on one hand, for those who are not within the community but are seeing all of this negativity know coming your way and don't understand exactly why it's happening or, or are furious at the fact that it's happening you, you spoke earlier about how important representation is but besides that what are some other like inclusive ways that people who are not a part of the lgbtq plus community can actually help out those who are in it and then the second part of the question is you know what is your message to other people who are going through this moment in time right now I mean, as far as like getting through the struggle of living through this moment? Mm-hmm. As far as
1: being an ally goes, be a listener. You know, um, if an LGBTQ person comes to you with, my staff is leaving for the day. Um, if an LGBTQ person comes to somebody with an issue or something directly related to their you know, orientation or identity or whatever, just listen, you know? And that's, that's what being an ally is in any form. um, Be there for the person, offer to help in any way you can. Um, Sometimes it's really hard to understand somebody else's struggles if it doesn't affect you directly. Um, But learning to empathize can really change people's hearts and minds. And for example, I'll just tell my story about coming out a little bit here. growing up in eastern montana i didn't know any gay people not a single one and that's why i didn't come out living there and that's why it still took me another four years of living here to be comfortable doing it um and so my parents didn't have any source sort of resources to go off of either so when i finally did come out they didn't like understand the struggles of the gay community um It took a long time to learn from my parents how to empathize or why I'm so passionate about the issues I'm passionate about. And a lot of that is due to them just not really paying attention to like political issues for example, that affect the LGBTQ plus community. If it doesn't necessarily affect you you're probably not gonna spend a bunch of time listening or reading about it, right? So that's why representation comes into play. So having these folks visible out there, having BIPOC folks and LGBTQ folks and indigenous folks represent, representing Montanans in Helena at you know, that level um, is just one way that representation can totally change the landscape and people will pay attention and learn to understand and empathize struggles of certain communities, especially marginalized communities. Um, And the second question you asked me was, uh, folks in the community that might be struggling, find your chosen family, is what I tell people. And that's a big part of the center and the work I do here, is folks come here looking for community, looking for an uh, alternative family or a chosen family, because many queer and trans folks don't, have a relationship with their blood relatives anymore. Yeah. 40% of the homeless youth in our country are LGBTQ. And that's because their parents no longer want to have a relationship with them. These are minors, children under 18 years old, 40% are LGBTQ. And historically, this is something that we've had to do is to find others like-minded similar live situations that we can lean on for support. So if anybody is going through a hard time, um, find folks that will support you. And the center is one place you can come.
0: Thank you, Andy, for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it, uh, for talking with us about these issues. Uh, speaking of the center, you said that you have, um, some events coming up with that. We do all sorts of
1: events. Um, tomorrow we'll be on campus for the rainbow or not the rainbow, the welcome feast, <laughs> the, the big thing they do to welcome back students. Uh, but the big thing I want to plug is our annual fundraiser, formerly the black and white ball. It's now called the rainbow ball it will be held at the holiday in downtown on October 8th from five thirty to 11 o'clock p.m. Please come if you're looking for something to do. All folks are welcome, LGBTQIA plus and allies. Everybody, that's cool. Please come. (laughs) Uh, Tickets are $40 or 60 per couple. Um, You can get them on our website or through our Facebook, on our Instagram. Um, $50 at the door. Um, Folks can also buy full tables if they'd like. Um, And the Rainbow Ball is just a fun event. We raise money for the center. We're gonna have a live band, the Jones Zen Band, who we love. Uh, We'll have drag performers from the Imperial Sovereign Court of the State of Montana, who we also love. And it's just gonna be one hell of a good time. And our first time back doing this in three
0: years because of that COVID thing. So we're excited to do it. All right. And I guess one more message about telling people to get out and vote, right? Yeah. If you're not registered to vote, please register to
1: vote. Um, I can help you. If you have questions, call me at the center. <laughs> um, and there's many ways. There's, uh, you could Google vote early day. You could Google vote um, national registration day. Forward Montana is a great resource, Mont There's so many super awesome, amazing groups around town, around Montana, around the country doing the good work to get folks registered because voting is part of being an American
0: citizen. So we we should be engaged, folks. (laughs) Absolutely. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it. For those who are interested, those links that were just described will be in the episode description. So go ahead and click on the episode description now and you will see those links. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this episode of Independent Thought. We will see you in the next one.